We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. On the show again. I just can't wait to get back on the show again. Hey guys, how are you on this beautiful day? Whatever day it is, wherever you are, it's a beautiful day. Uh, Thank you for hopping on another episode of Peace with the Process. I'm glad to be here with you yet again. Today, I have a very, uh, very special guest for you today. Somebody who has shown what selflessness looks like, what humility looks like, through a very, very powerful situation in his life that he was unaware would turn into something even bigger. I'll let him tell the story once we get him on here. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, while I've got you and I've got your attention here for just a moment, of course, I want to thank each and every one of you for hopping on today. If you're new to the podcast, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, go back, check out as many episodes as you possibly can. I believe this is episode 33. We have made uh, 33 episodes. Wow, that's amazing. Anyway, thank you so much for those of you who have been here since day one, all my day one listeners out there. Drop a comment on today's teaser video. If you've been listening since day one, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to say hi and see how you're doing, see how uh, what's going on in your lives. Uh, other than that, thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review since listening to this show. If you're a new listener and you like what you're listening to now, you go back and check out a few other episodes as well, and you like what you see or hear, then you can give us a rating and review as well. It's very appreciated. It goes a very long way to help get this podcast out to other people who might enjoy it and have some values and takeaways from it as well. So you can do that wherever you're listening to podcasts. I know some platforms don't have an option to do so. If yours doesn't, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review there. That's where I always check the majority of ours, and I uh, really appreciate everyone who takes time to sit down and Really, I mean, you put your thoughts and emotion into a review. That's uh, that's what really hits me home. I appreciate those of you who have done that for us. Anyway, we have a lot going on here at Peace with the Process. Uh, we're starting to dive into uh, just more things outside of just the podcast. Obviously, I want to provide value to you in every way that I possibly can. You have heard me make mention of my uh, coaching opportunities, so the opportunity to work one-on-one with me. I want to go over our daily rhythm, the things that we do on a daily basis to help foster consistent, healthy growth without sacrificing our relationships, ourselves, or our health in the long run. Uh, I do believe that there are seasons where we may have to make some sacrifices and balance things correctly. Now, I, I had I saw an interesting definition of the word balance the other day and i want to bring that up since i'm uh 
actually talking about that right now, so I'm pulling that up here. Here it is, the definition of balance. A condition in which elements are equal, and this is what everybody thinks of when they think of the phrase balance. That's why a lot of people argue against the possibility of having balance in our lives. But here it says, a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. That's the part of the definition that I like best because what that means is that not everything has to be equal, which is pretty obvious. I think we spend a majority of our lives sleeping, so that in and of itself tells you that not every other area of our life is going to be in equal proportion to that. It's just not possible. So don't think of balance as everything being equal, but everything being of the correct proportion. What is the correct proportion? It's the proportion that allows you to continue to grow without having major depletions or major issues in the other areas of your lives. So without diving too deep into that on today's episode, that's just kind of an insight, something that I've got going on as well. And I've also dropped a new article for Peace With The Process. It is, if you're looking for more, start here. I believe that's right. <laughs> I just uploaded it today. Uh, so check that out. You can check it out on any of my social socials. You can get us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, wherever you're following us on. And you can check out a couple of the posts that I've done that are going to link you toward that article on the website, peacewiththeprocess.com. You can check out that article. I've also uploaded a video for that as well. You can get a deeper dive into the concepts that I believe that we can use to find our peace with the process. We can create our peace by creating a process that we can fall in love with. We don't have to learn to love the process. We create a process that's easy to love because it helps balance our life and put everything in its equal proportion. Does it take work? Absolutely. Is it going to be fun along the way? Absolutely. It's going to be trying. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be amazing once we get in a groove and that's one of the things i love about calling it the daily rhythm you think of rhythm you think of a kind of a dance you know a little bit of a groove throughout your day that's what a peaceful process feels like so if that's something that interests you be sure to head over to peacewiththeprocess.com and click on create your peace i'll further describe some of the different uh, phases that we go through to craft that daily rhythm uh, create that process and create our peace. You can find that on peacewiththeprocess.com. All right, guys, without further ado, I think you've listened to me talk for quite long enough. I'm bringing to you our guest for the day, Dylan Hill. All right, Dylan, how are you doing, my man? I got you on the show today. I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. And uh, one of the things that really stuck out when I came across what you do is, well, I mean, not, not even just one of the things, it's really the whole, the whole thing in general it, called live for another, uh, an unstoppable community of kindness. And the origin story is obviously too good for me to try to tell it through my lens. So I would love hand it over to you now so that you can tell us how did, how did live for another come about? How did you get this far in your journey? What was that like? Yeah, it was uh, not planned. It was, uh, I, I guess it was haphazard would be the best way to describe it. Um, my friend and I got very fortunate, but also disfortunate in a way. Um, in 2017, he was re-diagnosed with cancer, 
Um, this time the doctors included a terminal diagnosis with that. He was given one to two years to live. Um, and, you know, I've known this guy since like fourth or fifth grade since we were kids. So naturally it's not an easy thing to hear. Um, a lot of things came from that, <laughs> a lot of difficult, difficult emotions. Um, but ultimately, you know, talking it through, we decided that I would drop out of college and spend basically all the time I had trying to make that last year as impactful as possible for the two of us. So that meant living out our bucket list and trying to do all the things that we've said we would do for the longest time. Um, the first one was like, Hey, you know how we always said we'd go on a road trip. Maybe we should do that one of these days. Um, now that there's kind of a, a timeline on it. So, you know, of course we did that, but then we got a little carried away with our bucket list. We put some big things on there and like, okay, we're going to need some help making this stuff possible. Um, <laughs> like we can't do this ourselves. So and we put together this little video, basically just explaining like who we are, our friendship history, and some of the things we wanted to accomplish. We put it out there and that video went ridiculously viral. Uh, you know, we had no following. It was a brand new YouTube channel, but we just put it on there. And then within a day, it had like half a million views. And then now at this point, um, that story across social media has last I counted, like just shy of 300 million views. Wow. Really hurts my brain to think about, but <laughs> a really spectacular um, thing, because what that meant was we were able to do the things on our bucket list. And it sort of turned into this thing of momentum where, uh, you know, on day one, we really wanted to feed homeless people. So we did that, but we were doing it with a sponsorship from um, Jack in the Box. They bought us like hundreds of cheeseburgers to go out and like really do it up big. And then it just, it turned into opportunities like that coming in left and right uh, because so many people were hearing our story. Um, a lot of people would reach out and be like, Hey, I see that you wanted to do, um, I see that you want to go to space. My sister-in-law works at SpaceX. And of course that's the closest we'll ever get to actually going to space, um, <laughs> was getting a private tour of SpaceX, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, long story short, basically, um, our story went super viral. Tons of people came out of the woodwork to, to do really kind things for us. And while that was happening, we sort of have a kind of a self-deprecating sense of humor. So there was a lot of like, we don't deserve this um, kind of like, th this is insane that it's happening to us. Um, you know, really other people should be getting these kind of opportunities mm. and we appreciate it so much. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of turning into what Live for Another would eventually be, um, especially when, you know, we were looking at our bucket list, like, okay, we have all this of attention. How can we turn this around and help other people? We looked at number four on our bucket list, which was to break a world record. Now, uh, you know, we could have done anything. We could have, I don't know, jumped the furthest. Well, maybe we couldn't have, but you get, you know, anything, anything in the book, but we wanted to help people um, as a way, because we were kind of felt guilty in a sense. Um, so we wanted to turn it around, right? The momentum. Yeah. So we, uh, we set out to break the world record for the most bone marrow donor signups. Um, it kind of fit in because he had leukemia. So that's what he was searching for. Um, and I think in a sense, we are a little bit naive in thinking that maybe we could like beat the statistics. He needed a perfect genetic match. So we we're like, Hey, why don't we just break the world record? Surely, you know, that'll increase your chances. Um, so yeah, we, we came up with a little social media challenge and, you know, next thing that we know, we were getting even more viral. We we're on good morning America. Um, people like Danny DeVito, the rock, um, were doing this challenge and that meant that we did break the world record. Over 13,000 people, they signed up to join the bone marrow registry. 
which hurts my brain again to think about because it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we would later come to find out that this number keeps increasing, but most recently 21 people have received um, a transplant from that. And, and actually we were very surprised to hear that one of those people was my friend, Chris. Um, one of the people that saw our video that were sort of following us along um, this, we still don't know who it is. Some random person from Europe was the one who ended up um, matching with him and, and ultimately saving his life. Um, <laughs> which, wow. Which is crazy. Um, it meant that sort of this, this idea of going viral, all these numbers and people, you know, commenting and things like that, it had the most real impact possible. Like it literally saved many people's lives, but even, you know, even my friend. Um, so that feeling of, of like, wow, we don't deserve this kind of was taken to an extreme. Um, of mm. course, we were super grateful, but at the same time, it was just, it's really hard to sort of wrap your head around. And it's, it's not easy to say how much you appreciate something like that. Um, so what I thought I would do is try to continue that momentum by uh, continuing to sort of, I say spread kindness, but that sounds so cheesy. Um, but really like that's the best description. Um, but really trying to do so in a creative way. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they'll like walk up to homeless people, homeless people and like give them a hundred dollars, which is like awesome. I'm sure that helps in some way, but at the same time, like it just kind of takes all the human element out of like interacting with someone else. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. that's not how relationships work. Like um, let's really do genuine acts of kindness. And, and, and one of the big things too, for me is like really acknowledging that it's okay to be a little bit selfish when you do kindness. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think of kindness, they think of something like Mr. Rogers, which is like this larger than life figure that is just hundred percent wholesome, but um, it's okay to do acts of kindness for a selfish reason, because ultimately like you're doing it. it it's like, it's all about the human dynamic kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. Right. So, so anyway, we, uh, we just try to do genuine acts of kindness and we try to, you know, show people like us, um, the dweebs of the world, that there's an opportunity to, to have a positive impact. Um, you know, whether you're, you're going through anxiety or, you know, tough time in life, there are still people out there that you can, you can interact with and it can be a positive experience, kind of a really a dramatic way to describe it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you learn a lot when you do stuff like this. And um, yeah, we've done some really cool stuff since then. I, I can only imagine, man. And you say one of the things that uh, that your goal was was to to spread kindness in a creative way. And based on what I've seen, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of creativity. I think one thing, and I don't know if this was recent or if it just happened to be something that I caught on. You went around town catapulting candy into kids' <laughs> yards with like a huge catapult. Like that's that's creative. I think I saw something else that was like a, like a big pillow fight that was done or something like that. Tell us some of the craziest things like the most, well, I'll just say some of the most creative things that stand out to you. Cause I'm sure you've done hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. The catapult one was, was awesome. Um, it, it was 2020 Halloween, 2020. Mm. Uh, and you know, of course that means the pandemic was happening. Um, so the sort of natural response was like, okay, Halloween's going to be a little bit different this year. And, and that's disappointing. Nobody is feeling good about that. But what if we can find a way to make it more fun than the normal Halloween? 
And, you know, a lot of people were coming up with pretty awesome ideas of making like uh, candy shoots where like they goes down a slide to give it to the kids. Mm. Like, what if we, what if we brought the candy to the kids? We did like a reverse trick or treating. Um, so yeah, we built a giant uh, trebuchet, which is just a fancy version of a catapult um, taller than us. I think it was like 10 feet tall, um, fully set up. And we put it on the back of like a flatbed truck. And then we drove it around town and we launched candy at kids, uh, you know, from a safe distance. And it was a hundred percent cooler than the alternative of knocking on people's doors. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a way for us to like cope with the disappointingness of not a normal year, but turn it around in a fun way. And I think the kids loved it. Maybe we loved it more than the kids, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Y'all were definitely having some fun, but the kids definitely, I could tell just based on the video that I saw, they definitely thought that was crazy somebody's yeah. catapulting candy into their yard yeah that was yeah. that was awesome man well give give me give me another one man tell me something tell me something else that you guys have done that's been uh just super creative because that's that to me to me that's one of the most alluring things to what you do because like you said if someone was going to come up to me and ask me hey i'm going to go hand out one dollar bills to you know the homeless side of town you know where, where all the homeless people are hanging out i'm gonna go hand out a bunch of money would you like to come with me uh, yeah yeah you know i mean it sounds like a, kind of a personal challenge challenge me to to give what i've got to somebody else sure i'll go do that right now if you come to me and you say hey i'm gonna go <laughs> catapult meal bags to the homeless with a with a 10-foot cat like what i think what you're doing and the way you're doing it is just this whole like you said the human element because to just do a simple act of kindness is, like you say, it's great. No need to take away from that. But the people on the receiving end to see how much effort is put in, because I'm sure building that catapult, and the, and the kids may not see it this way, but maybe the parents do, or maybe people that see your videos see it. The time that it probably took to put that trebuchet together because uh, I know that's no easy feat. It's not like you do it in an hour and it's done. I don't know if they sell those in like a build a kit or anything <laughs> like that. But like, you know, like you when someone puts the amount of effort that you guys put into it, there's just a much better receptiveness. There's just this this feeling of, wow, these people not only care, but like it's their mission to care. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to think that it comes off as more genuine um, because, yeah, like you said, like it's it. it it's obviously a lot of work. So it's like, okay, these people are committed to this thing. <laughs> they they want to get this candy to me in the case of um, the catapult. I, I think one of my favorite situations, and I, and I say it's my favorite because I think it's the best representation of like why this thing is so important to me um, was when I threw a dart at a map. So basically um, at the end of 2019, I was going through a breakup it was a very difficult one because we were together for such a long time. Naturally, something like that brings up a lot of questions about yourself and, and who you are and what's important to you. A lot of loneliness. Um, and in my case, you know, I have this beautiful thing called live for another where I can kind of explore that in a unique way. Um, and so I came up with a very stupid idea of throwing a dart at a map. And then wherever it landed, I would live there for as long as it took to basically have a positive impact on someone's life. And so, you know, I, I, you might be able to see it a little bit behind me. There's the map that I used. 
Um, I threw the dart so poorly at a map of the United States that it landed on the border of the map, which turned out to be Vancouver, Canada. So <laughs> for the first time I went to Canada, um, I ended up spending, I, I think it was like three months there or something, right um, at the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic happened. Um, but yeah, I, I was there for three months and part of the idea, which was the stupid part, was I left my phone at home and then I had deleted my social media. So I like really isolated myself. <laughs> I was very much alone. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a great opportunity to kind of start from scratch and be like, what can I do for other people? But in such a way where I learned a whole lot about myself and like what was important to me. And there was a lot of self-growth there. And I think that's one of the key messages of Live for Another is like, you, like I said, you, it's okay to be a little bit selfish because when you're helping someone else, that's a human interaction. And, and that's what life's all about, right? That, that's where things get better. Um, so yeah, in my case, I, I tried a couple different things. I, when I was there in Canada um, at the time, I don't know if you remember, but in, I think it was Ukraine, a plane was shot down um, mm. or maybe it was over Iran. Um, but the, you know, the, the plane was shot down. A lot of the people on that plane were Canadian and especially a lot of people in Vancouver where I was, and so, you know, it was a huge thing there. There was this big funeral service. And I don't know if you've ever been to like a funeral where in a <laughs> different country filled with, of course, people, you know, you've never met before. Um, but it was like a really impactful thing. I tried to fundraise some money and I donated to like the, the fund. Um, but I didn't feel like that was like quite to the extent. Um, it was a great experience, but you know, it wasn't like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like I've overcome this yet. Mm. Um, I donated some blood, which is another weird experience. There was a lot of like hiccups and trying to donate blood in Canada. Uh, you know, they're asking questions about like what countries you've been to and stuff. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I just got here to Canada, you know, and all these sort of, they didn't know how to write down my zip code because <laughs> it was a United States zip code. <laughs> um, just weird things like that. But ultimately uh, what I ended up doing there in Canada was I realized that really the reason I was there and one of the biggest things that I faced while there and the thing that I kept hearing from a lot of people was this feeling of loneliness. This uh, Vancouver is like a very international city, which, you know, means there's a lot, a lot of diversity, but it also means that there's not a lot of like community. Mm. There's sort of a lot of people moving fast. It's almost like a New York kind of thing. Um, so a lot of people said they were lonely. I'd looked up some research. I think it was like 57% of people there report that they are lonely so I'm like, okay, geez, this is the theme of the day here is this loneliness thing. Um, so I put together, um, I'm big into board games. So I put together a board game night in Vancouver. Um, it, I think, I, what, what did I call it? Oh, loneliness sucks, a board game night for people who don't want to go. And so like, I was trying to like encourage, you know, the kind of people who feel the most lonely, mm. they don't want to go and meet strangers at some pizza shop and play board games. Like that's hard. Right. Um, so I made some flyers, I handed them out around school, uh, uh, around the university. I went on some radio shows, some newspapers, and I, I think it was like 111 people signed up to go to this event, nice. which is amazing. Yeah. And in a beautifully ironic turn of events, nobody showed up that night. <laughs> so, you know, I did all this stuff. I was so hyped. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this event. And, and nobody showed up and it was, it was so beautifully ironic. Um, and it, and it really spoke to like the, the epidemic that is loneliness in a way, right. Where it's wow. like, you can hear these people on social media. There's all this like noise, 
and we should feel so connected, but yet when it comes down to it, like we really are kind of, it's easy to be lonely these days. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's this sense of, I guess, I guess, I mean, the only thing I can concur from something like that is that maybe there's a, there's a fear of meeting new people for the first time that is a little bit stronger than the loneliness. That's very, very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a whole lot to, to think about around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could unpack a lot, but I, yeah. I did like, I did like one thing that you said that was, uh, you know, talking about kind of, it's okay to have that little bit of selfishness when you start thinking about how you're going to, uh, help other people or how you're going to give to the community. Because I, I just wrote something, just got finished writing something. And, and part of it is, is relationships are probably the most important thing in our lives. Not probably, but I believe them to be the most important thing in our lives because without them, we wouldn't have a reason to create value for other people because obviously there's no one there to receive that value. And then right. in turn, we can't be valued for what we created. And I think once you live in a world that's void of the ability to create value and the ability to, to receive value, all your, all your purpose and pleasure is gone. Yeah. Turns you into a robot really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, even if you think about it, right, it's like, uh, many people might say like sort of success and money is like what drives them. Mm. That money would be meaningless if you, you know, if, if, if you don't have customers to, to buy your product or if you, all these different things, like success is all proportional and in relation to, the people around you and stuff. And I think that's what it's all about. And so this fantasy world where it's like being kind for the sake of being kind, I feel like it leads a lot of people to not be kind. Because mm. I feel like a, a lot of people from what I've seen, they feel guilty if like they feel good or they, you know, they, yeah, it, there's like this weird thing where they don't expect to get something out of being kind, but like, no, you should, you should feel good. You should get the endorphins. <laughs> you know, you should, I think you should get attention for it too, because yeah, it all comes down to that. The relationships of it all. Right. Yeah. And there's a difference between openly being able to receive the good that comes from the good that you're putting in the world than going into it with that 100% being your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. That that's another thing. Yeah. You definitely don't want to like just run up to a homeless dude and, and like manipulate the power dynamic for the sake of, uh, you know, money or, or attention or whatever. But I, I think if it's like a secondary benefit from that human interaction you have, then it's then great. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being able to being able to be um, humble enough to receive that, which comes back to those who do good things in the world. I mean, that's, like you say, otherwise you end up in this state of feeling bad for, uh, for, for, for receiving things and you can't, it's too much of a conflicting deal. There has to be a balance between the two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So you talked about dropping out of college. So this is like, like in the beginning, you talked about dropping out of college mm -hmm. to help your friend with this bucket list. Like one, that's a humongous decision, very selfless decision of you to make to to try to make this last year of your friend's life uh you know the most impactful and obviously again there were some selfish reasons behind it too because you know you wanted to be able to spend as much time with your friend as well that's kind yeah. of there, there's some balance in there like we talk about yeah and obviously it turned out to be the most miraculous turn of events that it wasn't the last year of your friend's life um and that it you know left you 
both in, uh, in, in such an amazing place whenever it was all said and done. And you continue to do this. So with that, my question is, is if you dropped out of college, what has been your way of continuing to support yourself through all of what you do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's something I still struggle with. Um, you know, in a perfect world, this would be funding my existence, <laughs> be enough to, to eat. Um, at the moment, I'm very grateful for all the support we do have because it makes the videos possible. It mm. funds those, which is, I mean, really when it comes down to it, that's all I can ask for. And it's awesome. Um, so what I've been doing since then is, is just freelance, like digital marketing to, <laughs> to, uh, to fund myself and, you know, give a little bit extra to, to live for another so we can continue to do big that, and cool things. So yeah, it's definitely not easy. It's, um, it's building a very unique thing. It's been a constant struggle, but yeah, but I mean, that just kind of gives the whole thing added weight, you know, because I almost feel like if, if we were to have this conversation and, and, and you were going to tell me, you know, oh, well, you know, it's amazing. Everything we do, I'm completely funded. I've got a really nice apartment, you know, or a really yeah. nice house on, on the lake beach side, whatever, yada, yada. I feel like some people look at those people who have been able to do that, which they shouldn't, but sometimes they, they look at that and they think, okay, well, you know, how much of what they do is actually going to help people. I think that I, I fully believe one day you'll be there and it'll be hundred percent by what you've sowed into this world. You will have reaped the fruit of that and you'll be right. there, but to have been able to have this conversation with each other while you're still doing it. And you said that this originally started in 2017. Is that right? That's when he was diagnosed the end of 2017. Yeah. Gotcha. So when did you guys, what year was it that you guys decided to do the bucket list? That was 2017 as well. November-ish. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, that's four years later and you're still doing the live for another. Uh, and you know, it hasn't, hasn't reaped the fruit that gives you a, a amazing house on the beach side yet, but you're still doing it. Like, it's just a, I love to hear stories of testimonies that you're still in the middle of it. Like you haven't right. quite received what people automatically think, oh, you know, they chased their dreams and they did it and they're out there and they're doing it. And, oh, it turned out amazing for them. You know, they've got all this amazing success because they followed their dreams. And it's like what you do is successful, uh, but you're also making you're still in the middle of making sacrifices to keep that going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's been something I've been thinking a lot about recently. It's like, you know, people my age there's this big debate of like, don't just go to the nine to five, like do something that, you know, fuels your soul kind of thing. Mm. Um, I'm in that a hundred percent, but it's not necessarily like perfect on that side either. Right. It's like, I wake up and I'm motivated and I'm happy and it's awesome to do these things. But yeah, like you said, like there's still the grind to it. And, and there's definitely a lot of question of like, okay, <laughs> maybe the other side, you know, grass is always greener on the other side where right. it's like, it feels so good, but at the same time, like, is this the way to, you know, be an adult? <laughs> and, 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 you know, like what happens if I have kids and stuff? It's like their dad can't be a TikToker. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder about that a lot. Sometimes I wonder about that. Like you've got a lot of the influencer of the world that, that it's amazing, 
that such a large, so the influencers of our world is probably, I would say, I don't know, I'm just making up some numbers here based off of my perspective. So don't anybody hold me to these yeah. numbers that I'm about to throw out here. But let's just say your your influencers are probably like 20% of your of your population when you think about like of a, of a large let's just take a large city for example 20 percent of that population are influencers right but then you've got the other at least 60 percent you know because you got you got 20 percent in there that doesn't care but you got 60 percent in there that's probably looking at these influencers as like oh my gosh these are a measuring stick for my own life yeah like, oh my gosh these these 20 percent influencers you know i want to be like them i want to i want to do this i want to do that and they're looking at them and they're doing kind of this um I love what I had a I had a guest on the show, Paul Angoni, who calls it uh, it's OCD, but it's obsessive comparison disorder, mm, Com yeah. comparing themselves to these influencers. But how many of us stop to think: is what they're doing, is what they're influencing, is their platform really capable of doing what it does when they're an eighty-year-old with like super saggy skin? Because a lot of what they do is kind of like the the appearance, the, the sex right. appeal of what they do and so on and so forth. So is that really sustainable? You know, is what they're doing, does it have a deep enough purpose behind what it is they're doing that it will sustain them for long enough? Yeah. And I believe that what you do is not void of that by any means. I, I was going through that exact same thing yesterday. I was flabbergasted. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're super successful, so it's probably okay to punch up. But have you heard of the Ace family? I have not. They are a vlogging family. <laughs> There's really not much else to it. But, um, you know, I was looking at my girlfriend was showing me like the, the parents Instagram millions. I think it was like 5.7 for the mom or something. Right. Wow. Mind blowing. Yeah. But then you come to find out that their two kids also have Instagram accounts. One of them is five months old and had I think it was three million followers on Instagram. Wow. Which just hurt my brain even more because, yeah, it was that same thing of like, what does this mean? Like what, <laughs> like if, if a five month year old can have 3 million people, it really like, it's almost the opposite of the situation where like in my head, the numbers for us, you know, we were so fortunate for the numbers to turn into like a real world world impact. That kind of thing really devalues the numbers to me. Cause it's like, it's like, what is this? Right. Like wh what comes of this kind of thing? If it's that easy for these huge numbers to appear, like it's almost like uh, like monopoly money in a way. Right, it's right, right. Numbers, it's it's crazy that that those numbers are so common in our life now. And that's face value, though, right? Because that's that's very much face value. Because I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. Yeah. But I do think that that's definitely the face value of it. And if we dig deeper, like what you and I are doing right now, we dig deeper. I think we're talking about, you know, right now it's, it's quantity. Is it, is it quantity over quality or is it quality over quantity? Because something tells me the type of people who follow a movement like live for another are not necessarily, and I, know I don't mean to put anybody in a bucket or to stereotype anybody or anything like that, but are not necessarily the same kind of people who follow some of the influencers that are out there. I won't point out anybody in particular, but I think anyone who's listening can infer who I might be talking about. You know, like there's some influencers out there who you know, people who follow these people are not following something like Live for Another. So I do think we get to a point where you got to think it's quality over quantity. Um, and how does that pay you back? How does that pay you back in dividends? You know, is, is it... Is it is notoriety in and of itself enough to 
to support us and to support our dreams going forward? Or is it the amount of people, not the amount of people, but is it the people themselves who are willing to support others that are going to support us going forward? Because I don't see people who are following the Kardashians jumping out to throw money out of their pockets to, uh, to support the Kardashians and what they do if they ever hit rock bottom. I just don't see right. it happening. I could be wrong again. I don't want to don't want to put anybody in a box. Somebody might love them enough to. You know, it's to... it's funny. I, I saw GoFundMe. I want to say it had about thirty thousand donated to it to help. I think Kylie, of the Kardashians, no. become a billionaire. No, because <laughs> I think she she Forbes said she was a billionaire, and then like wait wait wait, we messed up the math. She's not quite a billionaire. There was a GoFundMe at some point to to account for that difference. So okay, but think about it. But, but think, but think about it. Only thirty thousand dollars was raised for Kylie uh, Jenner. That's insane, though. O- but only thirty thousand. Think of how many followers she has. Well over several That's million, true. and that means that that means that there's just some crazy people who gave too mu- too much money. Is probably what it was. There's just some crazy fans who gave too much money yeah. for that. But I, the I majority of them, too. the majority of them, would not give a dollar. Because if they did, she would have gotten several million dollars to that right, fund. You know right. what I mean? Well, I, I don't think she set it up. I think it was like a fan that just put it together. But right. nonetheless, yeah, it's... Sure, nonetheless. We can only hope that that's the case. Smaller percentage. Yeah. Right, right. We can only hope that that's the case. I'm, sh- I'm sure that that is, that is what it is. Because you got to, I don't know, you got to think. Out of, the, out of the number of followers that you have, you're more likely to get uh, donations from every single one of them than you are to just get a few who are... Uh, who are just, you know, super fans, which we all have super fans, of course, who are a little bit more dedicated than, than the others that are willing to go the extra mile. But I definitely think it's a quality over quantity type thing. Yeah, for sure. And people listening, I'm going to have to Google that 30,000 quote before. (laughs) I don't know how accurate that might be. I remember it being a crazy, like it just, I was blown away that it happened, but Either way, either way, it's I, I firmly believe and I'm, I'm willing to stick to my guns on that. It's quantity over quality. I think for sure. I think, uh, so how many followers do you have right now? I think I saw Facebook had at least close to 13,000 or something like that. Just who follow your Facebook page, which we know Facebook is uh, is just one of the one of the platforms. Some people don't have that follow you on other pages. So that's thousands of followers. I mean, it's several thousand more than I've even got. I haven't even hit a thousand yet. So we can just be honest with that one. <laughs> And so, you know, yours is, I, I firmly believe that there's, a, there's definitely a quality on that. Yeah. I get a lot of people I've had pretty awesome conversations with. There's this one guy from, I think it's, it's either Czech Republic or Slovakia where like, we just write each other letters back and forth, you know? And, yeah. and he's, he's a huge supporter of live for another. And like he gives monthly and stuff. And that's awesome. it's just a weird thing that, wouldn't happen in any other context i don't think it's yeah. really it's really awesome to, to be like yeah i got a friend in the czech republic <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i just had i just had somebody reach out to me from uh the philippines who, who just said that you know he he really liked what i had going on on uh on my social media profiles and was following some of the hashtags came across my stuff and now we've been, yeah. we've been going back and forth on the differences of life in the philippines and the u.s so nice yeah yeah absolutely it's amazing so what is uh, what is the future of live for another kind of look like to you like you know what's what's some what's some visionary ideas that you've had for where you want to take this i would love to be able to um just have the the community and the resources to do whatever we come up with um mm. 
And, and we kind of saved up to do one of those things, which I'm still editing. Um, right before the pandemic, December 2019, we packed up 15 suitcases full of video game consoles. And then we challenged ourselves to visit as many children's hospitals as we could in seven days. Mm. Um, and then every city that we went to, the hospitals that we visited were based on where some of our community was based. So we had asked people to reach out if they wanted to visit with us. And what that meant is we would fly to Boston, join one of our community members, and then together we'd walk in and hand video games to kids in the hospital. And then we'd go to the next place. Um, and it was just beautiful because it really kind of broke down that, you know, the screen barrier between us and, and these people who um, hopefully feel good watching our content and support it and care about spreading kindness we kind of put it on their lap and said, like, literally go do it now, you know? Um, and that, that was just a spectacular experience. It got pretty crazy. We lost a lot of sleep because we were, I think we traveled through like 10 states in seven days. Um, so, so towards the end of the uh, end of the video, like we're definitely losing our mind. Um, but things like that, you know, another idea that we're trying to work on right now is building the world's biggest trash can and then touring it across the West Coast and filling it up. Um, wow you know, as sort of like a fun way to think about climate change, uh, if there is a fun way to think about climate change. Um, but another one is like, we would love to um, get a food truck and then go on like a, a month long road trip where every, everywhere we stop is based on our community, but also like we work with the local food and stuff to build like a, um, a local menu essentially, mm. and then give it out to free to homeless people. Uh, I'm a very, interested in cooking but i'm like amateur level so that sounds appealing to me of like get to discover all these new things and of course you know help people and i'm sure we'll make some friends along the way so big stuff like that is is the dream that's the goal um all of those things are super expensive um so you know we're not able to do it as often as i would like but we definitely got those big ideas and i just want to grow it to the point where we can do those big things yeah, and I, I assume a lot of it is just simply about getting your message out there and getting your message out to some of the right people. So I'm I'm very grateful to be playing my very small part in in, in yeah. assisting with that. So I can I can feel a little bit good about myself for doing that, but not too much. Uh, but so so where do you come up with some of these ideas? How 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 are these things just coming through coming through live for another? Like these are these are things I would never think of but I'm yeah. probably a little less creatively inclined than some of the people you work with. Right. Yeah. I, I think for me personally, I've discovered that, you know, some people they're skilled in cooking or archery or whatever. And so when they have those sparks of creativity, it's based around things like that. Maybe a mm. chef might be like, Oh, I'm going to try putting squid in my dish. And, you know, it turns out to be amazing or terrible. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just fortunate in, in that, you know, my sparks of creativity are based around like, how how can I take something that's been on my mind, say the pandemic, and turn it into something that is a little bit more positive? Um, and it's kind of a coping mechanism, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like like more often than not, things that stress me out or make me sad, that's where the ideas come from. Where it's like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. How can I how can I sort of attack this situation in a way that there's some there's a bright side to it? Mm. Um, I can't speak f the same for everyone else on the team um that helps out but it's probably something similar too i think where they where they notice things in the media things that are on their mind and it's like okay how can we turn that on its head and and do something creatively kind with i it? think i think the the coping the coping take on it is amazing because i think that's uh, i mean what better way than to take 
than to cope with something by turning a negative into a positive, just physically and not just, not just in your head thinking of, oh, okay, you know, how can I think about the positives of this situation? You know, how can I be thankful for what this has done? And instead, let me actually create something good out right. of it. So not just seeking out what already exists that's good, but actually creating something good. That's a whole new level. Yeah, it's been really helpful, <laughs> especially, you know, with like the last year and stuff. That's, that's um, awesome. It, it's been a helpful way to think about things. So you've definitely received a lot of personal growth through this journey, a journey that you've been on now for four years and counting. What have been some of the most eye-opening things that you've realized about yourself just getting into this? Man, there's so many things. Um, there's been a lot of things that I noticed that I, my brain, so yeah, it, talking about the whole coping thing, like I naturally am very pessimistic. I very naturally go to the negative side of things. I'm very mm. cynical. Um, so when you ask that question, the first thing I think of is all the things I've noticed that are wrong with me <laughs> and not in like a depressing way, but just, you know, things I need to work on. Um, so like, you know, during the pandemic, I was diagnosed with a couple different like ADHD and anxiety mm. and it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, working through that. So it's kind of just, I think the biggest thing that, that under that basically mindfulness, I think it's just being aware of yourself and being aware of other people. And in my case, that led to like these diagnoses and stuff and working through that. But I think, yeah, that's ultimately what it comes down to is just realizing like what the relationship with other people is, what that means, how it's happening, why it's so impactful, your relationship with yourself. Um, and I know that's super vague, but I don't know if I have like a specific like quote that would change someone's life. I think it's just more so that thinking about like all this kindness and what people did for us, what we're doing for other people, it makes you more mindful. And from that has come a whole lot of growth of just really taking a second to slow down and think about like the people you interacted with today and the people you interact with tomorrow and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, gets you thinking a little bit about like maybe like the butterfly effect, you know, who you yeah. impact today and how that impacted person goes on to impact more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's kind of a dramatic answer. But really, yeah. that's what it's come down to is, is butterfly effect is a good way to put it. Well, yeah. sure. No, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's one of the core concepts of, uh, of, well, again, you think of like cheesy terms, like of paying it forward. But you know, like, that's, that's kind of the whole concept of it is that we create a moment in someone's life that we hope that they take that moment and have a desire to want to create that for other people as well. Yeah. So I definitely think that's another added benefit of what you do. Everyone who sees a video that you put up or, or everyone who, who follows you and has an opportunity to, to, to play a small part in the things that you do, you know, we, we can hope, and I'm sure with thousands of people who follow you, that there's people who take that and they, and they do something uh, on, a, on, a, on another scaled version of what it is you do for other people. So it's the impact you have goes way beyond, I think, what we're able to see. Yeah, that's the dream. That's, that's what I try to remind myself <laughs> yeah. on the off days. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, one question I always ask uh, all of my guests on the show is, what is something that you do on a regular basis that you feel makes you, uh, or, you know, whether that's 
whether it helps you grow as a person, whether you think it's helping foster better uh, habits, better things in your life. What is something you do on a regular basis, whether that's daily? Hey, I do this daily because it's something that I think is, is making me better in this area of my life as I do it or weekly or monthly, or maybe it's something you just do like once a year or something like that. That's leading toward creating a better version of you. Right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is just sort of slowing down, you know, whether that's, whether the, you know, maybe sometimes I find myself spacing out as my girlfriend's telling me a story and it's like, Whoa, got to relax here. Let's appreciate the moment. Mm. Or maybe it's the big things, you know, where it is realizing that at least one person has seen a video of mine and it impacted their life. Um, but just kind of, yeah, just slowing down and, and thinking about it. Some days that means like, I got to force myself to just like breathe and relax a little bit and think about those things. Right. But other days it's a little bit more like big and just looking around and appreciating them. And, and I think that's, what's really helped me, um, day to day. And it always takes a different form, but yeah, I used to be one of those guys where it's like meditating sounds super lame and like, you sound like a monk saying it, but it's more the idea of just being like, just appreciating the things that are happening in the, in the particular moment has been the biggest thing for me. And I try to do that every day with varying success. No, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a journey in and of its own because we live in such a stimulated world that it's easy for us to just get sidetracked and, and distracted or, or kind of grow a ADHD, uh, you know, diagnosis over time. Yeah. From just being stimulated from so many different things. I think a lot of our society misses out on the opportunities to just sit in silence, or to even just practice focusing, focusing in on something focusing in on something. Yeah. I mean, we're so used to just, you know, switching our thumb and then there's a completely do, new style of stimulation that yeah absolutely it's um definitely does weird things to your brain i think oh yeah my wife and i are we're expecting our first child in a couple of months and of course we have all these conversations of what we want to do as parents to to help foster the best things for for our soon to soon to be little family yeah and one of the things we talk about is under stimulating our our first our, our kids as much as we possibly can like Cause I think that's definitely something that, that we always want to spoil our kids and we always want to spoil people by giving them as much as we can and stuff like that. But yeah. what that does for us, a young developing mind is it, it presents them with the opportunity to quickly go from being bored to being entertained again and, and making that transition shorter and shorter and shorter yeah. to where there's no creativity that's being born in the boredom. Yeah, boredom is so good for coming up with ideas. <laughs> when you got nothing to do but stare at a wall, you get real creative. Well, I would imagine with the things that you're coming up with, you've obviously had some practice with that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll just like sit in a dark room and it's, it's probably sound, it looks really creepy to onlookers, but it's like, I have no choice but to think of something now. Right. Well, when we when we think about it, if the majority of people, <laughs> I go back, I go back to the uh, the quality over quantity. It may look weird to on viewers, but let's just think about the fact that most of those on viewers are following and giving money to to the Kardashians instead of <laughs> instead enough, of yeah. following instead of following something as amazing and impactful as uh, as as live for another and and other pl- things like it. So I think we definitely have space and reason. Uh, to look strange to what the majority of the world maybe looks like today. 
Yeah. Absolutely, man. Fair enough. Cool. Well, dude, it's been uh, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show. I'm super excited to see what it is you guys do next. I follow you guys just to see what's the next crazy thing that you're going to do. I definitely look forward to uh, additional ways and new ways that I can be of uh, assistance and, and help with what you guys do other than just sharing your message on the podcast. I hope to be able to do more. Uh, but for anybody who's listening to this and they want to support you guys, they want to contribute in any way that they possibly can. What are some ways that they can uh, get involved? Yeah, they can pretty much do anything on our website, liveforanother.com. Uh, you know, of course, if someone's able to, donations and buying merch helps a ton. But we actually just started every time someone buys a sticker, we do an act of kindness. And for some reason, I don't know why, but we're giving out the first sticker for free. So if you want to go to the website, get a free sticker and we'll do an act of kindness. I don't know how that deal works out, but it's awesome because you get a cool <laughs> sticker and, um, you know, we have someone to, to say thanks for, I guess, just being a part of the mission and, and hanging out. So, yeah, well, there you go. Your, your acts of kindness, just keep going and keep going. So if you're someone who's interested in getting a sticker and, uh, and, and helping promote act of kindness, uh, get that free sticker and then buy a few to give to your friends that that can be one of your small, uh, acts of go. kindness to get the momentum rolling. Awesome, man. Well, I look forward to seeing where you guys go. And, uh, you know, I've said this to a few of the guests that I've had on and, uh, you're definitely one that I, uh, I want to check back in with in the next year two years, three years or so and see where live for another is at, uh, and see how much uh, it's grown as a, as an entity. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Well, it's good having you on. Thank you. As always, I'm pleasantly surprised by the guests that we have on this show. I love how their area of career that they chose, their area of expertise, where they happen to fall into in life. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but I've certainly noticed a theme from a lot of our guests. I don't know. I don't know if I want to use the term fell into. I think that might be a little too loose because obviously there's intentionality behind it. But they ended up doing something that they weren't quite sure was what they were going to do in the first place, which actually leads me to wonder what I might end up doing here in the next year or two years. Huh, I never had a chance to actually sit here and think about how that looks for me. So this is an interesting opportunity. Let me know what you think I might end up getting into. You can head over to the teaser episode, or I'm sorry, the teaser post that we did for today's episode, and you can leave a comment on that post about what you thought about today's episode, what you thought about Dylan, what you think about his movement, Live for Another. I think it's more than just an, a business entity. Uh, it's definitely a movement I love what they're doing. I'm inspired by what he does. And I'm encouraged to encourage people like him and others out there who are continuing to go through the grind to provide value to this world, however that looks, however humble that may look, uh, however selfless it may look. And we also dabbed a little bit about the selfishness of the selflessness involved <laughs> that gets you diving into another deep rabbit hole. So uh, without taking up more of your time, I know there's a lot to take from today's episode and leave you with and give you some more uh, thought-provoking uh, discussions. Maybe you're having them with yourself or maybe you're having them with a fellow listener. If 
you don't know anybody else that listens to Peace with the Process, I ask that you would share this episode with somebody who you think would get some value from this. Conversation, conversation is where we grow. And this podcast is just one example of what that looks like. There's many other examples. I've had several here lately show up in my life that I hope to share with you all uh, soon as, as things further develop about the power of just being in conversation with people, anybody. It doesn't have to be the right person at the right time. That just happens to be what happens uh, when you end up in a nice position to, uh, to partake, to, to take advantage of an opportunity. But it starts with just talking with people, having conversations. So if you don't know who to have a conversation with about this episode, share it with anybody you think might get some value from it. Or you can go over to the Facebook group. And in there are people who enjoy having conversations about the episodes that we have, the different takeaways that they may have from it. And you can fill out a couple of questions there and get admitted to that Facebook group of other like-minded individuals discussing and doing similar things to further grow themselves. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of Peace with the Process, and I will see you all next time.